0: 941 951 It's time to talk football It's
1: Clyde One Super Scoreboard Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we head into the penultimate weekend of the World Cup break Ange Postecoglou says he's more concerned with what he's having for dinner tonight Than Rangers managerial change but he did praise Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's record The Celtic boss Keeps his cards Close to his chest On the potential signing Of Alistair Johnson But says they want to be Stronger after the window And another big weekend In the Championship But there should have been No heading of the ball In final training sessions today As new safety guidelines Come into play I'm Gordon Duncan
2: And joining me tonight Is Cami Bell And Hugh Evans I think Ange's Reference to his dinner Will be taken as an insult By the Rangers fans But Regarded as a laugh by the Celtic fans I do not think it's an insult in any way, shape or form That's just an angism He has a different approach to the football world From the rest of the people in this country probably So he'll worry about uh, Michael Beale When it's time to worry about Michael Beale When Celtic play Rangers
3: Can we? Yeah, I don't think it'll change the mindset of Celtic at the moment and driving position um, and, and as you say Hugh Ange is, is, is a very different animal when it comes down to the way he talks about things and the way he analyses football so he'll not be worried about Rangers at the moment he'll be worried about his team coming back and hitting the ground running again
1: 01419511025 that is the number you need so why not get in touch and round off your week by sharing it with Cami Bell and Hugh Keevans we are going to hear those comments from Ange Postacoglu uh, about the Rangers managerial change uh, in terms of his own team he did talk about well I was going to say he spoke about Alistair Johnson he sort of body well, swerved the Alistair Johnson specifics uh, but it does look like that move is getting very very close so Celtic fans what are you thinking uh, about the potential for that move and any other transfer changes that you want to see happening uh, in the January window, as we move towards that period at Rangers fans, the reaction to michael Beale is just going to keep going isn 't it until we 've got actual hard evidence of what he can what he can do, what he can produce, and that won 't happen until Thursday, the fifteenth of december, so this week 's very much about being reacting to the appointment and looking at what comes next and what sort of changes he should make and what he does with Morelos and Kent. And all sorts of forward looking plans So let's get in touch on those if you want It is a big weekend in the Championship as well 01419511025 If we've got any fans of Championship teams out there We would be delighted to have you And it should be a good weekend you. We've enjoyed uh, shining the spotlight on the lower leagues When we don't often get the chance
2: to pay them the attention they deserve Yeah, Queen's Park and Hamilton are on our patch tomorrow Queen's Park moving very well under Owen Coyle Uh, John Rankin fighting manfully to keep Hamilton in the division Uh, Lots of good games there We thoroughly enjoyed last week Uh, Cove Rangers Partick Thistle tomorrow Partick Thistle dealing with External strife fans who want to sack the board But uh, Ian McCall has to keep going Gathering points and prove that they are not out of the promotion race And of course Cammy Bell The World Cup still rages on
1: Any chance of any of the teams trying to Look like they really are going to Put their foot down And go and win this thing Everyone seems to be dropping Surprising points here or there
3: Yeah It's, it's a difficult one Again We're playing a World Cup That's In the in basically uh, The winter Which we're not used to um, I think You look at the So called Smaller nations I think all of them Have improved uh, Most of the players Are now playing At, at big clubs or, or these countries Have players playing At big clubs in Europe So they're used to The size and the occasion Of, of the World Cup So Yeah, I don't think anyone's made a real, real major stamp on it Brazil have looked good, France have looked good I think if France had had their full squad And their players available that they could have had um, Without the injuries I think they would have been a real force I still think they will be there or thereabouts But Brazil are looking decent at the moment Well,
1: we'll maybe get to that a bit later on I think we've got much more important business right here at home But if you do want to share your thoughts later on Of course, since we last spoke Germany uh, have crashed out of the World Cup Joining fellow big guns Like Belgium, I suppose Uruguay Not quite on the same scale But they've dropped out today uh, as well So we'll maybe get to that a bit later on But football still rages on here at home Despite there being no top flight action So why not pick up the phone and let us know 01419511025 Let us know what is on your mind Let's hear a bit from Ange Postacoglu I think it's the first time he's spoken to the press here Since the break He was talking about various things and as you would expect When there's been a big managerial change in Glasgow uh, He was asked about that as well But he says he's paying no interest To what's going on at Rangers But did praise the work That Giovanni van Bronckhorst Did at the club
4: Yeah look on, on the scale of things That have been on my mind Over the last probably two weeks I reckon that's registering um, Below what I'm having for dinner tonight But um, it just doesn't really come on my radar. I mean, what opposition clubs do and mad with their managers, uh, any opposition club is of no real interest, unless we're playing them in the next game, and then you kind of take more of a note then. But beyond that, no real interest. Um, you know, from my perspective, uh, Gio, uh, I thought was, uh, you yeah, know, and he's a, a fantastic manager. He's got a great record in Holland. He's got a, actually a great record here in Scotland too. Uh, you know, if you look at his year, he won a trophy, got to the European, final so I'll go no doubt he'll be successful wherever he goes again um, but in terms of uh, me and like my thoughts on what other clubs do I'm zero interest I've got enough on my plate
1: it's really quiet later on we could throw out Hugh and ask what the Celtic fans think Ange Postacoglu is having for dinner tonight. Yeah. I might liven up the phone lines a bit but um, like the first comments that sort of the cheeky one if you like and then, then he actually goes on to to praise the job that Giovanni Van Bronkers did I don't think uh, it's any secret they two got on quite well then. not they they were pictured
2: and I think talking they on, to each other and all the rest of it I think they got They're on too well understand. they got on too well for people um, Celtic and Rangers fans are edgy about relationships <laughs> between the the, the the people at the other club and there was a famous photograph of Ange and Gio having a cup of coffee one morning in a place that they both liked in the west end of Glasgow uh, he's a very respectful man Ange Postacoglu He meant no disrespect to Michael Beale. He simply means he will deal with Michael Beale when there's a Rangers-Celtic game coming up, as there is on the 2nd of January. And he was simply saying of Giovanni Van Brockhurst, it may look dark having the sack uh, after 15 games of this season, uh, but he's trying to praise him for the work that he did while here, winning a cup, going to Seville, Eintracht Frankfurt, they lost the final, but Ange Postacoglu is simply waving him goodbye in a respectful fashion. That's a great one for social media, Cammy. I feel like these types of comments were made for social media
1: because there's not exactly a great deal of analysis to be done here, let's be honest. Um, but that won't stop fans on Twitter having a good old uh, laugh at it if you're a Celtic fan or maybe having a little dig back at Ange Postecoglou if you're not a Celtic fan and round and round we go.
3: Yeah, again, he probably knows he's going to rile a few people up by by making that comment. But I genuinely think Ange Postacoglu doesn't really bother too much about other clubs. I really do think he's just focused on his own club and, and the direction that they're going at the moment. Um, he'll be looking, obviously, they've had their, their tournament over in Australia, so they've, they've had that, they've had their little break, but he needs to hit the ground running when he comes back. And he knows that because Rangers have made a change in their managerial. He'll know that they will get... A reaction from the team and Michael Beal will want to try and hang on to to Celtic as long as they can because that's all they can do is put pressure on Celtic between now and the end of the season and it's Celtic's to lose.
1: Let's go then. 01419511025 I suppose a busier a busier day than it's been for a few weeks at Celtic. There's a familiar face back at the club as well in Peter Lawwell. Uh, what's your point tonight,
5: Mitch? Hey, my point is uh, I don't actually. I know we can't do anything about it, but I don't really want Peter Law there at all. I think he's one of these guys I'm uh, Peter Law and you do as I tell you and I've got a funny feeling you know, he'll do what he'd done to the previous two managers and Ange will probably leave in about a year or two.
2: Well that's I think we're very lucky a scenario that isn't it Hugh? Mitch we'd be very lucky to have Ange Postacoglu in a year or two anyway because Ange Postacoglu is doing such a job at Celtic Park that he's going to come onto the radar of clubs in England and inevitably I think one day one of them will try to entice him away from Celtic. However, in the meantime, Peter Lawwell would be well advised not to step into Ange's territory. Ange Postacoglu, for almost a year and a half now, has done a tremendous job for Celtic. He inherited chaos and he turned it into a title. And he has started the season 15 league games, one defeat. So Peter Lawwell, who doesn't come into the building until the 1st of January, uh, would be well advised not to interfere with the football department. It's none of his concern. And uh, he has to leave Ange Postecoglou well alone or Ange Postecoglou will not like it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Ange, um,
1: Ange, I'm calling Mitch Ange because I'm reading something right here on, on my, my bit of paper. Um, Mitch, did Ange Postecoglou not issue some comments, you know, some positive things to say about Peter Lowell saying that he was influential In getting him to Celtic uh, I think there was comments on the website Saying it's fantastic news for the club He was instrumental in bringing me here I know the love he has for the club and so on So it doesn't sound like he's too concerned at this point
5: No but I still don't trust Peter Low It's just Peter Low You, you, you made a comment there he, He'd be advised not to interfere Who's going to advise him He's a chairman?
2: What okay. I mean by that is that I said Peter Lawwell would be well advised. I mean, hypothetically. But, yeah, Peter Lawwell um, will, should instinctively know there's a football department led by Ange Postacoglu, and you don't dip your toes into that because it's none of your business. I wonder, Hugh, because
1: a chairman and a chief executive, and now I've got very limited knowledge of these things, but even I know that that's a different role. The chairman's role is to lead the boards and. Uh-huh. And, and be, the, be the figurehead for the board Rather than being that man that's in charge of the day-to-day running of the club In the, in the way that a chief executive yeah. would be So by definition, the role would suggest that Peter Lawwell Will have far less to do with the running of things than he previously did But fans like Mitch, and there will be many more like him, will say Ah, but this isn't any chairman, this is Peter Lawwell yeah.
2: Now, for years we heard that Peter Lawwell runs Scottish football Uh, And we're talking about Celtic's rivals Who'd be saying Peter Lawwell has far too much to say And far too much influence Uh, So he has to live with that Uh, I've never felt that Peter ran Scottish football He was a very uh, authoritative voice On behalf of Celtic Football Club Uh, But you're right Uh, It was under Ian Bankier A man who did not like being drawn into controversy A man who liked it even less If he was asked to comment on controversy uh, Peter Lawwell may not be that kind mm. of chairman. However, there's a very, very clear line of demarcation here. Ange Postacoglu runs the football team. He doesn't need anyone's assistance. He's doing perfectly well. Thank you very I think much. It was
1: actually Ian Bankier. I was quite surprised almost. I went to the, the last AGM uh-huh. and Ian Bankier himself almost. Played down the role of chairman Because yeah. there was a lot of interest that day As to who the new chairman would be and, and what influence that would have Clearly Peter Lowell's name Had been been doing the rounds And Ian Bankier Pointed that out to shareholders To remind them That it is that You know Leader of the board and yeah. it, Rather than that Day to day running But like yeah. I say That that probably That won't make fans like Mitch Feel any
2: better no, Because But Ange Postacroglou Is now an iconic figure At Celtic Park He is adored ...by the Celtic supporters... ...on a global basis... ...you saw what happened... ...when Celtic went back to... ...Angers adopted homeland of Australia... ...now... ...Peter Lawwell... ...and I'm not for one minute... ...suggesting that he would... ...I'm simply pointing out... ...the only element of danger here is that he strays into the football department... ...and what they are doing... ...go away again... ...because it's none of your business... ...he's running the team... ...and he's running it very well... ...and you have to concentrate on board matters. Thank you, Mitch. It was nice to hear from Mitch and Clyde
1: Bank. Let's bring in Paul in Edinburgh and get his take. Paul?
5: How you doing, guys? Good, um, you. Good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised to see Peter come back. I don't know if he ever really left. <laughs> um, I mean, I would disagree with Hugh in terms of how he would come into conflict with Ange because clearly Ange was Peter's guy. Um, Peter didn't want Eddie Howe in. He you know, he no interest in getting another big name manager that was gonna push him to make, you know, big name signings and bring in a background team that was gonna be different from what was there. Um Hans Poster was hired through Mark Lowell. Um Mark Lowell's been brought to the football department, Peter's come back in the football department, Dominic McKay left, we never got a reason for that. Um so for, for me and um you know for many years I did respect what Peter did for Celtic. He's never kicked us on in Europe and, you know, you can some people might say, you know, how great Posta Coglu is, but um if you're gonna kick on in Europe if you're Celtic, you need to be pragmatic. And Ange's never gonna do that. And that suits Peter down to the ground. So What do you, you what do you mean
1: about Ange won't ever be pragmatic? What do you mean?
5: Well so in the time that Peter Lowell Has been um, Had his influence on Celtic You know I think it was only Gordon Strachan's couple of seasons And Neil Lennon's one season That we progressed in the Champions League And that was done by being pragmatic Setting up teams To not lose games
1: Ah right in a footballing sentiment, sorry in sorry it, I thought you meant in like relations With, with the board or whatever
5: No so from, from, from that perspective Andrew's made it clear That he's going to play you know, he might even not even play a defensive midfielder at all in the Champions League. If we're going to kick on in the Champions League, we have to be pragmatic. Um, you know, during Peter's tenure, Rangers have been to the, the Europa League final um, twice. We haven't, even, you know, as I said, we've progressed out of our group on three occasions. Perhaps a degree of pragmatism in terms of, you know, how we set up how, how we go forward and You know I, I go back to I think Eddie Howe Was a huge missed opportunity For us You see what he's doing Just now with Newcastle The way he sets his team up In the Premier League You know I would much rather Have that Than have This Kind of gung-ho style Posta Coglu's playing that's, and,
2: a, that's a different matter From the, the The return of Peter Lawwell You said that uh, Andy was Peter's man and that you really wanted Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe strung Celtic along for weeks, and I agree with you that he's doing a sensational job at Newcastle, backed by a board who are able to give him any amount of money that he requires, incidentally, but Eddie Howe strung Celtic along, and when he finally put Celtic out of their misery, then they went for Ange Postacoglu, so it wasn't a case of Peter's man. Peter's man was Eddie Howe, along with the rest of the Celtic board. And on the question of pragmatism, Ange Postecoglou is the Celtic manager. And he is allowed to dictate the way Celtic played domestically and in Europe. And his belief is that Celtic will only get better if they keep on trying to be the best version of themselves that they can be. And if you think it's a painful process, then yes it is. Because Celtic's uh, Champions League group wasn't the brightest not by a long chalk However Ange Postacoglu Picks the team dictates takes the tactics And Peter Lawwell Has nothing To do with that Other than A request for money That Ange might make Just quickly Paul Before we go
1: I'm wondering if Because I'm seeing a bit of Negative reaction from callers on, on Twitter and so on as well About The return of Peter Lawwell How much of that Is steeped in the failure To win 10 in a row Or Does it run a bit deeper than that?
5: For, for me, I don't care about ten in a row. I care about European progression. I mean, I'm 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 38, so um, when I came in Sporting Celtic, I came in. You know, to be a pretty poor team. Mm-hmm. Winning in Scotland was fine, but we always had as our identity that we did things in Europe, and that was always our identity and and what we were proud of. And I, I mean, I ten in a row does not mean nothing. If we'd got out of Champions League groups during that period of time when we didn't have Rangers, which we should have done and we didn't do, um, I would be much happier with that. And I think the team would have progressed on much more. Funds would have run in. We wouldn't have missed out on players like John McGinn, um, you know, which we did do, thanks to Peter. So, you know... Turn the role not so much of an issue But more so progression in Europe
1: There is a ban on this show from, oh, let, from No no the mic's gone off From allowing Hugh Evans to talk about Celtic's failure to land John McGinn We've all just been transported back to 2015 Or whatever it was And it was a dark time Let's not go there Thank you to Paul in Edinburgh uh, We'll take more of your calls next You are the voice of Scottish football
0: Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One
1: Super Scoreboard Cami Bell and Hugh Keevans are here Why not get in touch? Because we'd love you to 01419511025 Celtic fans We've been hearing from Ange Postecoglou Discussing how he's more focused on tonight's dinner Than managerial change at Rangers I'm about to play you a clip About him talking generally about transfers It seems the move for Alistair Johnson Is getting very very close What do you make of that? What do you make of Transfer business in general I know there's been a lot of speculation uh, This week certainly about the likes of Juranovic and Jakimakis So why not pick up the phone And let us know what you're thinking Rangers fans This ends another week uh, Where it's all about reaction to Michael Beale. Before we see what he's made of on the pitch In a couple of weeks time So again Keep the calls coming please On that usual number 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB. And I must admit here I've got another Tweets here Um There's a lot of negative reaction To Peter Lawwell Returning as as Celtic Uh chairman Um, There are only a few clubs And maybe a few people Whose appointment of a chairman Would cause anyone To take any notice really If if that makes sense um, But Stu Ram says It's a massive backward step And you'll get frustrated With his haggling His last minute transfers And he'll leave I was wondering What was wrong with Jackie Maccas Every time the club's doing well They do something like this And mess it all up Again, just to revisit what we said As the chairman That shouldn't really be Peter Lawwell's job To be negotiating with transfers I get what people are saying Ah, but Peter Lawwell does everything You know, in Celtic But that really shouldn't be the way
2: it's going to work going forward, should it? Well, we'll know very, very quickly If there has been interference of any kind Because Ange Postacoglu won't stand for it Uh, But it's unfair To accuse Peter Lawwell of something Before he's even in the building uh, you know, Michael Nicholson's there as uh, CEO. Um Ange Postacoglu also has uh, Peter Lawwell's son, Mark Lawwell uh, as head of recruitment at Celtic. Ah, see, Mark- see? Yeah, no, that's what they'll say. Yeah, yeah. Uh but it's not true. Um so he's back there and he is not a daft man, Peter Lawwell Cammy, did you ever haggle with a chairman when you were trying to
1: thrash out a new deal was it always a chief exec or a Sporting director, or whatever?
3: No, back in my day, it was a chairman. It was uh, Michael Johnson at Kilmarnock, the Kilmarnock oh, okay, fans of course, I remember, yeah, very yeah. controversial man, and, and Michael was a hard man to deal with. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Listen, Peter Lawwell has had success at like we, we can't get away from that. He has been successful. I think he'll come in. he's a big, big character. For me, he has all the power at the football club. The way that he's, he's came in and put his stamp on this football club, how much he's developed it. I genuinely think he's still the man that will make all the decisions. Peter Lawwell, as you' saying, would be daft to get involved in the football insider things that it's under control with Ange. But you're right, Hugh. We will find out very, very soon yeah. because mm-hmm. I think I think the, the the January transfer window will tell its own story if he gets the players and he wants. I mean,
1: Hugh, there is no limit to the, the the depth of detail that we'll go into when analysing these things nowadays. I'm even seeing it. The point made on Twitter that ah. Celtic announced it on their website But they did not tweet The news <laughs> Which just shows you That they know There'll be a split Or a negative reaction Amongst the fans Well which, which
2: apparently There has been to be fair If this shows anything to go by It doesn't matter Where they announce it The, the, the polarisation of the fans Will begin In that instant Ah but if you keep it away From Twitter Then no one can comment And well, you know,
1: like like when they all they, reply they, to you With they, the abusive things Yeah they
2: can comment by c- calling oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. They can have all the time they like But as I say we are accusing a man Of something before he's even in the building uh, uh, This just reminds me When I'm trying to talk about modern
1: technology Hugh approached me in the office Just before we came on air and said See
2: and <laughs> I thought where is this
1: going I thought we'll just leave this there Just you stick to Clyde Bank Taxes right. You'll be fine uh, Let's hear a bit more from uh, The callers then 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB of course But Dominic is on the line uh, Dominic as a Rangers fan What's on your mind tonight? Uh,
6: good, good evening Gordon Cammie and Uncle Q. Uh, talking about tonight, uh, But I think I was listening to Michael Bills' press conference Last night mm-hmm. When he was talking And To me he kind of This is probably a bit A bit far-fetched But to me it Just uh, he, sound, he kind of Sounds very similar To Federal Senior Just When he had, had his press conference Right Does he? Well,
2: Do you mean in terms of his accent Or what he
6: says? Yeah <laughs> 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 uh, d- d- b- b- been about Boston, but got to talk about that. I understand that. But
1: hold on a minute, Dominic. I thought all the Rangers fans were loving Michael Beale, the talker. We find out what he's like as a football manager in a few weeks. I thought everyone was loving what they were hearing. No,
6: no, but I get no, I know, I know what you're saying, Gordon, but it, to me, it's just the, the way that Pedro Casino came in when he came in and had his press conference. Right? He's came in and said that I've got the best team in Scotland and all that, which was obviously we all knew so well, was all the nonsense, but he had to say he was going to say that. But for me, Michael, it's similar to Michael Beale talking positive because he's saying that he's got a good squad in that. Um, but Pedro likes to put when he compared to Pedro. Pedro said that I've got the best team in Scotland and they still m- mount a title challenge and you know all that. For me, the looks finished, Gordon. And come January, I can't see any. Many signings coming in But the squad needs a complete overhaul
2: Again you're accusing the man Of something that hasn't happened yet the, the January transfer window You need to wait until January Before you launch any accusations And it's the first time I've ever heard Of anyone being criticised for being positive At their official unveiling Inside the Blue Room at Ibrox Do you want them to say Do you know what I've inherited a right bunch of scrap here Yeah I must admit I didn't personally feel like it was listening to
1: to Pedro Cuchinho but if, look, let's dig a bit deeper if you take Dominic's general point though Cammy he's talking about if Michael Beale says this squad's not as broken as people think it is and you know certain players can get back to their best and show it ultimately Dominic disagrees with with that he doesn't think that there is that much cause for positivity again though of course manag- managers are not going to sit and be negative on their, their opening day as the as manager of a new club but um, what sort of what does he inherit then when you look at the way this week's panned out
3: Again he has to say what he said He has to be positive about the the job that he's taken on He's got to use these players at his disposal Before the January transfer window comes They can't afford to drop any more points at all So for me Listen I, There's there's players there that are underperforming and, and a manager needs to get the best out of them For me there's guys that are on the pitch That, that were playing at a real high level last season That can get to that level And they have just not done it this season Whether that's down to uh, the manager that was uh, the, the, the way they were playing or or the motivation that was coming out of the last manager I'm unsure but I still believe there's certain players in that team that can get to a high, much higher level than they have played at this season, I totally agree that there needs to be investment in this season but listen, Michael Bill also said that they need energy on the pitch, they need to find an identity, there are two things that I definitely think Rangers need to find, they need to find that identity again because they have lost it The energy in the pitch this season has been nowhere near what last season was. They don't look as fit as they were. They also don't look as energised, as motivated. Um, And they should be, but they haven't looked like that. So there's loads of small things that Michael Beale can change within a short period of time with the players that he's got at his disposal.
1: He's said a lot this week because he's spoken at a press conference at length. He's done an interview with Sky. He's done an in-house one at Rangers. Dominic might not be impressed with what he's heard. What... What have you made of what you've heard, and is there anything in particular that's that's jumped out
3: for you? Um, I've been impressed by the way he speaks. I always, I'm impressed by the way he speaks. He, he he's very articulate. I think um, he spoke about the relationship he's got with the guys at the club, which is really really important. Him and Ross Wilson, he 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 identified them as two football nerds. Um, so. I think they've got a close bond. For me, that that's a good positive sign because they're two guys that are probably looking at the the transfer market similar, um, in the in the same way. So a
1: lot of Rangers fans won't like that then if they're if they've been critical of the recent business.
3: Yeah, and I get. Listen, the the the, the recent business hasn't been good enough. Um, I, I think they know that. I think they'll openly admit that that some of the transfers or majority of the transfers they've brought in recently haven't worked. But again. Can can Michael Beal make these players that have came in better players? That that's the question. Can he make these players that he's meant to be? And I've seen him firsthand on the training pitch. He is phenomenal on the training pitch. And for me, that's a guy that can then make players better players. But as a manager, there's still question marks over him because being a coach is completely different to a manager.
1: Uh, I mean, Hugh, on that, there was a lot. I mean, we we played lots of clips from the press conference yesterday. I believe there was also comments made, you know, after that that, that didn't get played out, talking about. Sort of insisting that he will have the final say on transfers again. Yeah. It, it can only be words at this point. It's impossible yeah. for it not to be. But a lot
2: of Rangers fans needed or certainly wanted to hear that. I think everything he said so far has been on the money. Um, I think the fans also know that Michael Beale uh, is a top class coach. He will begin to put that into operation. Uh, the man management side of things we'll have to see as time goes on because this constant reference to Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent will go on until we know what they're going to do. But Ryan Kent, uh, there's a player in there that I think Michael Beale will restore to the team. He hasn't been himself for a long time. I think Michael Beale can do that. And if he wants to keep Morelos... Morelos is 26 years old And he scored over 100 domestic goals for Rangers As well as 26 goals in Europe Of course he Mm. wants to keep Alfredo Morelos But Morelos has to play the game And show a better attitude And I think there's a lot for the Rangers fans to be positive about Yeah well Dominic you don't sound as excited
1: as some of your fellow fans Which is fine because it's good to hear all the opinions We've had lots of praise for Michael Beale this week What does he need to do in the short to medium term to convince you?
6: it has got to get results it's, it's pretty simple garden, but it's for me for, I hope he's given time right but it can be you know the, nat- the nature of the city you don't get given time given that the only person that got time was Stephen Gerrard but that was because of for, for certain reasons but mm-hmm. I think for for a good season for us finish a finish a strong behind Celtic and at least at least minimum one cup can I just introduce
2: one little comment. It's a fortnight away from Rangers' first game, and Dominic is asking for Michael Beale to be given mm. time. He hasn't had one. No, football no, match. no, come on, but, but but we are talking long term. We're
1: talking about what you know, what does success look like this season, or what, what does what does he need to achieve? Dominic just doesn't want it all ripped up if things don't don't. Kick off straight away. I think that's understandable. Thank you, Dominico One four one nine five one one zero two five. 1025 Before we go any further, let's talk about this.
4: Cash for kids, Mission Christmas. It's JD
6: Pierce. Structural Steelwork Specialists. Proud to support the local community.
1: Nothing tells you that Christmas is upon you like Elf on the
2: Shelf Hugh. Are you familiar with this phenomenon? I- I met uh, my uh, niece's husband Who was going to buy some today But I had no idea what he was talking about Now my daughter is two next week Which
1: means we managed to dodge it For the first two Christmases oh. And now she's kind of that age Where you know you can And nothing nothing is hitting home That Christmas is approaching Than the hassle Mixed with a little bit of joy in the morning That, that goes along with that And I'm sure there'll be many people out there uh, Who feel that But what it did hit home Is just how close the big day Is getting just a couple of weeks to go now uh, And it is Obviously it's an exciting time, it's a positive time for many But the harsh reality is right here on our doorstep There's lots of people who are going to struggle a lot at this time of year They struggle at this time every year And this year should be even more difficult because of the cost of living crisis And everything else that's going on So we are on a mission, a Cash for Kids mission Christmas To make a little bit of a difference And we need your help So I'm going to introduce you to some Of the good causes that your uh, money can help Your donations help groups like the Motherwell FC Community Trust Based down at Firth Park Uh, They combat holiday hunger over the holidays Sometimes, believe it or not, kids are going that entire school holiday Without even getting a hot meal Because they're not at school So Don Middleton from the group's going to explain to us That everyone's welcome there And they can take their food home with them
4: so at the end of the session, we put out a table and we have a bag of food and there's a, there's cereal bars, there's soup and there's pasta and sauce. So at the end of the day, you can take away a full day's meals for free. And it doesn't matter if you're paying, if you're not paying. If you want to take a bag, if you want to take three bags, that's absolutely fine. And we just have that so people don't feel judged. They don't. No one cares if you're taking a bag.
1: Yeah, we're not asking you to do anything elaborate for these children this Christmas. Just trying, as you can hear, things that many of us would take for granted. In some parts of Glasgow in the West, as many one in two children live in poverty, which is an outrageous statistic. So we're trying to make a difference. With your help, go to Clyde1.com forward slash mission. That's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with G&D Pearce.
0: 0141 951 1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Hugh Evans is here, Cami Bell is alongside him, and you can get in touch on the usual number or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu, who's done his press uh, today. He was talking about a number uh, of topics, um, and he, I mean, he was asked about Alistair Johnson in the context of of more general uh, recruitment business and he he did the old politicians thing. He sort of didn't directly answer because he wouldn't want to while it's still um, kind of speculation at this point, although it seems to be getting closer. But he he did go into some detail about what they are aiming for uh, in this January window.
4: Well, I've always said we we want to be active and and we're constantly looking at opportunities. I think every transfer window is an opportunity to get stronger and we want to to be... um, Trying to do that—that um, that doesn't always mean bringing in players. Sometimes it just means <clears throat> not losing our best players, or just being stronger in terms of the team developing. But if we have got opportunities to bring players in who we think will make us stronger at the end of the window, then that's what we'll do. And uh, as you said, we still got a month to go before January, plus January itself. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be active for sure. And um, you know, with with when we see the right opportunity, we'll move on
1: it does seem like the Alistair Johnson move Is getting much closer Cammy um, Even though the manager's keeping his cards close to his chest What do you make about that And is that one particularly interesting Because of the potential knock-on effects For Josip Buranovic
3: Yeah, I think that'll be um, Play a huge part in, in why they're trying to get him in also, listen it, It's quite a big fee they're talking about For bringing Alistair Johnson in If it's if it's anything the the fee's getting bandied about Um, I'm not sure initially it'll be as high as we kind of initially think sort of five million. I wouldn't imagine that'll be straight up front Um, but he's he's a player with loads of experience he's obviously over at the World Cup at the moment Um, had a a decent World Cup, got that experience there and a lot of caps for Canada as well so yeah, it's it's not one that doesn't surprise me I'm sure Angie's worked hard behind the scenes watching him, making sure he's the right player going to fit into the right environment that he's created at the football club because... Listen, majority of Angie's signings have worked for him so far mm-hmm. um, and, and it's important, I think he's he's really, really firm on that the the right people coming to the football club It's all about the person as well as the footballer It's not just about the football and the talent that they've got It's about the right person coming in to the squad Because he doesn't want to disrupt anything So yeah, I'm pretty sure that one probably will get over the line
1: It looks like the initial fee could be £3.5 Hugh Which probably falls right into that bracket of you're not completely breaking the bank But it's obviously the type of money that suggests You're someone that the club really wants And wants to be a main part of the first team picture
2: I don't know what more Ange Postacoglu can do Other than prepare people by saying Look, some of your favourites might be going And others will be coming in And Alistair Johnston would appear to fit the bill there Uh Juranovic, almost from the moment he got here Had been talking about not being here and uh, now Giacomakis Is getting in the act as well Although I suspect It's that Giacomakis Is representative well, I was
1: going to say is it, is it those pesky agents That <laughs> yeah, do these things yeah. Is it Because I'm not sure I, I don't know To what level Juranovic has ever said it himself But you're right There's always been
2: something About yeah. different clubs. And I think Alistair Johnson Will come in And there will be Outgoings in January And Postacoglu Has paved the way Without naming names Yeah well he was actually
1: Asked about Giacomakis As well And I get this Kinda of goes back to the comment that we spoke about um, earlier in the show about the Rangers manager and how Ange Postecoglou is more focused on his dinner. <laughs> he he's, he does seem to have a very one-track mind. You when he's ever asked a question that's even remotely out of left field or something that he's not bothered about, he, he kind of lets you know. And he he just basically said. I just look at the players in training If they're committed in training That's all that concerns me If they've got contracts They've got representatives They deal with the club If there's any issues That come across my desk Fine But, but that's more in the background For me it's just about What I, what I see every day That's what he said on Jackie Mackis So again Sort of cards close to the chest there What is your reading of that one this week? Is that Is it is it the agent mischief making? Or is it Is it generally that just contract talks have stalled And and it could be one that gets sold in January
2: He's under contract till 2026 Mm. Uh, There appears to be some kind of clause in the contract Which allows uh, the player and his representative To meet with Celtic to discuss a change in his terms Uh, So that will be done And if Ange Postacoglu thinks Well I'm not sure about him anymore Then he'll be off well, let's bring in
1: Chris Who's a Celtic fan In Milton What do you make of that then Chris? You know a lot of talk about Jackie Marcus at the moment And maybe players going Players coming in How do you feel about that scenario? Uh,
5: yeah well To be
6: honest with you just, You've basically just covered it there I do th- I do hope That it is just sort of agent chat And you know Just speculation To be fair Because I do believe That Jackie Marcus Would have a big part to play In, in, in sort of next season um, I think they could, they could Forge a role With him and Kyogo To be fair um, make it make that work. Um, so hopefully, it's just like I yeah. say, speculation, and then they'll go anywhere. About
1: we had some people on, you know, previously, Chris, who who liked Jackie Mackis and said that they, you know they they ultimately they'd prefer it if he stayed and they liked him, but they felt that for the right money, maybe maybe he is one that you could upgrade and and, and get a, a striker that's even more suited to European football or whatever. Is that a possibility?
6: Yeah, yeah, I understand that, but kind of, I'm all kind of old school, and I, I, I see him, and I kind of mold as, um, the old, you know, like John Hartson and um, Chris Sutton type idea, big, bustly player up front, and that can can make things happen, if you know what I mean. Um, I kind of think that that, that that they could kind of forge him into that style of player, and and have like a a go off him kind of idea.
1: It's just impossible, I, Cammy, to not. Assess these in the context of, like you said, that comment Ange Postecoglou made about, I'm paraphrasing. Get ready to see some of your favourites go, or get ready for the for the possibility. If he hadn't said that, um, maybe this would would all feel a bit different.
3: Yeah, uh, listen, but again, Rangers and Celtic are both selling clubs to to these giants in Europe. Um, whether it's their team down in England or guys in Europe that that can come in with the money and ultimately, Celtic are prepared for. I'm pretty sure they've done a lot of work in the background. Obviously, you're looking at Johnson coming in, who Juranovic might move on. But again, the longer he plays in that World Cup and does well in the World Cup, his value goes up for Celtic as well. So that's a positive sign if he is going to move on in January. And Jakimakis is the same. It's one of the ones... Yes it would be great For for him to stay at the club and I'm pretty sure Ange Would probably want him To to stay at the club But they will be prepared If somebody does come in With the right money The right valuation What Celic see is That they could get for him And they'll bring somebody else in
1: Uh, Thank you to Chris That was Chris in Milton 01419511025 That was a fast hour I must say it's that time already Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun
0: For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: Your final Beat the Pundit Of the week And it's a big one Is it not? It's 4 out of 4 For the Pundits this week Which means you two Are under pressure Don't I messed up Last Friday I'll leave you alone For one night And you chucked it I know, well, mate Which means it could all Come down to you again <laughs> Tonight The week hinges on it Because the Pundits Have won every night So listeners come on You'll ruin my weekend if we don't get at least one victory on the board for you this week. 01419511025 The lines close at seven, and your chance to beat the pundit is next.
0: Tackle the headlines. 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Cami Bell and Hugh Kevins are here. It's 01419511025 It's Twitter at Clyde SSB. So why not get in touch and let them know what you're thinking. About your team or your rivals or something else entirely different Come on down and share your thoughts In fact we're just kicking off in the World Cup as well Cameroon against Brazil Serbia against Switzerland And uh, well that's the end of the group stages isn't it tonight So if you'd rather change direction slightly away from Scottish football Why not get in touch and let us know who's going to win this World Cup You've had a look at everyone now in the group stages Who's been the best? Who's impressed you? Because it seems like no one really uh, is, is standing out So why not If you want to get in touch Please do Brazil are in blue For
2: a start Hugh it's just, It just doesn't sit right It's just not the same mm. But uh, They must be Still the favourites To win this competition I'm thinking
1: Well they are the only team That can finish the group stage With 9 points out of 9 yeah. They are the only one There has been a weird drop In those standards this season I got my trusty Researcher Otherwise known as Producer Callum To yeah. look back And never never in the history of a 32 team world cup has it less than two teams Let's finished with a, with a 9 point with a 100% record so even if brazil do it tonight they'd be the only team and that's never happened before in the 32 team world cup for some reason nobody
2: has won all their group games i've enjoyed this world cup but it's weird weird things are happening uh so Argentina and Croatia Who are my teams in the sweep They're still there I don't care about the rest of you Today I am Eva Perón Today (laughs) I am Diego Armando Maradona I don't care about the rest of you I just want my sweep ticket to come up Can you not name a famous Croatian? No didn't think you could (laughs) On that note
1: Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun
0: For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football
1: Right, it is beat the pundit time. Let's see who's on the line. It's Nadim and Livingston. How's it going, Nadim? Not bad, Gordon. Yourself? Not bad, thank you. Have you ever played
6: before?
7: Uh, no, you know I phoned up a
6: few times and spoke to the panel and yourself, but never never played for beat, beat the
1: pundit. pundit. Brilliant. I love the style of. I think it was at last night's contestant, Callum. He called in. Hugh asked him if he'd ever played. Uh, does he play along at home? And he said, Yeah, yeah, I played along last night. How did you do? Zero He said So somebody out there Got a zero at home And thought I know what I'll do I'll phone in With the added pressure Of actually being on air And see how I get on And he got one So oh. he was moving up In the world But it was still a defeat So let's see If we can put the pundits In their place tonight Nadim Because we need a victory For the listeners It's 4 out of 4 For the pundits This week So heads It'll be Hugh Tails It'll be Cammy Who blew it For the pundits Last Friday <laughs> <laughs> It's tails again Is it? Oh he doesn't like it He doesn't like it Nadim. So I'll give him some Clyde 2 to listen to And I'll put it nice and loud So he can't hear us It's 30 seconds You just answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know Okay Yep let's do it Top man 30 seconds then Starting now Which Celtic manager signed Nakamura and Boric? Uh, uh, Neil Lennon Which Scottish League 1 team Does Brian Rice currently manage? Yeah. Name the only Scotsman who started the recent Scottish Cup final win for Rangers Scott right. Which Scottish Premiership club did Harry Souter make his first professional appearance with? Pass Name either Jim who managed Dunfermline during their most recent top flight season McAnally Okay let's bring back Cammie Bell Cammie can you hear us? Yes Tough tonight Really really oh, tough tonight perfect. Sorry You ready? Yep Which Celtic manager Signed Nakamura and Boric Um, Neil Lennon Which Scottish League 1 team Does Brian Rice Currently manage Alwa Name the only Scotsman Who started the recent Scottish Cup final win For Rangers Donnell Pass Which Scottish Premiership club Did Harry Souter Make his first Professional appearance with Name either Jim who managed Dunfermline during their most recent top flight
3: season Jim McIntyre
1: Nadim, Nadim, Nadim How did it go? (laughs) Not good,
3: not good Not good And I was very slow there as well You both got the same (laughs) amount of questions Okay
1: Um, You both got off to a bad start It was Gordon Strachan who signed Nakamura and Boric uh, it took him a while I must admit Nadeem, But he got there in the end You got your A's Mixed up um, And in fact era are a championship team As well So it's Alawat Athletic For Brian Rice 1-0 You will both Kick yourself on this You are a Rangers fan Nadim You are a former Rangers player Cammy Bell Furthermore You are a former Rangers Goalkeeper John McLaughlin He gets subbed Just before the end There was a big farewell To a guy who ended up Ah, Not leaving That's
3: a stinker
1: It is a stinker So it's still 1-0 to Cammy See the problem with this Nadim I'm going to start vetting the questions I'm going to When you've got someone like Cammy on He played for about I played in that game He played for about 25 teams in Scotland So he was bound to know That Harry Souter he uh, was in
3: front of me that night Was he actually? Yep, Arbroath uh, In the cup There
1: we yep, go That's what it was Maybe get to him and, and <laughs> Just of there <inquiry> Gordon <laughs> uh, listen, it's, listen, it's hard to find a team he didn't play with though Nadim So it's 2-0 um, It's not going great Nadim is it? That's an understatement uh-huh. And if you to name either Jim Who managed Dunfermline during their most recent top flight season See when you heard him say Jim McIntyre Nadim Was that who you were thinking of?
7: Absolutely
1: 100% <laughs> I thought it would be You said McAnally Who was the Peter Head manager Until recently You had the choice Of Jim Jeffries as well oh, It is nice. a 3 for Cammy And a nil for Nadim Nadim it's much easier To just phone up And just argue With Hugh Kevins About football
6: I'll, Absolutely I think I'll stick to that For the, for the future Gordon eh? Stick
1: to the day job Good man Nadeem. It was nice to hear from you <laughs> Take care, guys. Take well care, done, In Livingston, that make up for last I'm week. I'm delighted. There was a lot of
3: pressure there. I, I was sweating before I started. So yeah, you're back.
1: back. It's a list. It's a, a clean sweep for the pundits, which means we need to do better next week. Listeners, come on, get ready, get studying all weekend. We'll be back on Monday night. We need to do better. We can't have that. We cannot have five in a row for these horrible clueless
2: duds. No offence. It really is the first time the has ever called in. And not argue with and you. not argue with me, yeah. He <laughs> absolutely can't stand me. Not
1: but. at all. It's, it's a sort of mutual respect. Difference in opinion, I that's, <laughs> that's the phrase I was looking for. Uh, right, 01419511025. If you want to talk Scottish football in the absence of the top flight, feel free. We've been hearing from Ange Postacoglu uh, speaking about sort of transfer business and his lack of care about Rangers changing their manager. Uh, Rangers fans uh, As we have done all week really We've been reacting to Michael Beal And looking at some of The things that may lie in wait for him uh, In the future What about this World Cup then? Just for a bit of fun Even just for 5 10 minutes Why not tell us Now that the group stages are coming to a close Who's been the best team Based on the group stages Because we all had our Preconceptions about who was going to win it But now that you've seen every team Three times Who looks like they're going to go on And win this World Cup Because I said it just before Beat the Pundit Brazil are the only team that could possibly end up with a 100% group stage record. They're going to have to win tonight, and even if they do, they'll be the only team. Now, in the history of the World Cup, in the 32-team format, it's never only one team that does the, the 100% win in the group stages. Sometimes it's as many as five and four, and lots of times it's been three. But Brazil are looking at like being the only one. So I wonder what you take away from that. Does that mean it's much more open? Does it mean... It's anybody's to win. Has any team stood out and impressed you? Uh, pick up the phone right now and let us know 01419511025. I've thought of a famous Croatian. I'll go on.
2: Davor Suker. Ah, no, say. but
1: see, this is the thing. I was hoping you would go non football because that's too easy. Because you've got
2: Juranovic. I need a listener to tell me the name of a famous Croatian. Right. I just googled famous Croatians. <laughs> um, Do we know any?
1: There's nothing. Hugely jumping out at me This just maybe shows you how on Oh you, you could have gone down Another sporting route though That would Aww. have been easy What about Goran Ivanisevic Oh yeah, yeah. Tennis
2: yeah. Were you at Wimbledon Because you used to go a lot Yeah I, I saw Ivanisevic play many times No but the year when he won it sorry he Made the wild card entry yeah, that world, that,
1: wasn't it? What year was that Oh for goodness sake Early 2000s No No I wasn't I like it. to pretend <laughs> That we're in control When you're asking me
2: football <laughs> questions But I think 2000 and I'll get back to you Um but 2000 was the last time I was there My my granddaughter My oldest grandchild Was born that year And I was told to get up the road Chappish. People, Imagine you've just turned on
6: Why are they
1: talking about Goran Ivanecevic How did that come <laughs> up uh, On Beat the Pundit It didn't um, But you can talk about the World Cup If if you like Here, I'll tell you what Let's put a, a Scottish Spin on things Well An Australian Scottish spin on things Because something else Ange Postacoglu covered today uh, Was the fact that All four of his Celtic players Are not only at the World Cup But through uh, to the knockout stages As well uh, There's been a, a pretty successful time And Ange Postacoglu believes That can now benefit Celtic uh, When they
4: return Oh absolutely um, I said that before You know I've been in the World Cup myself um, it's, it's a great experience And if you do well Like our boys have You, you do You come back with more Sort of Belief And, and, and more Sort of Confident about your ability To, to perform at the highest level And uh, <coughs> I think it's, it's going to be Of great benefit to us Um um, you know, not just in the short term, but but beyond that, um, you know, our players have been exposed to, to to that level of football and they've done well. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be enormously beneficial for us.
1: It seems like the benefits could be in different ways. Hugh mm. if you are, I know, underline that word. If if you are looking to sell Josip Juranovic, if you mm. are looking to make money on him. It's nice to have that on your CV Being in the knockout stages of the World Cup If he goes and has a a good game Might even progress further than that That's great That's great for business Start moving the decimal point around Start adding zeros Um, Maybe if you're Aaron Moy It's more about Really kick-starting your season And and building up your confidence. It's been a bit of maybe a slow burn And maybe he comes back a a different man Uh, Again, you know, Maeda Whether it's sort of building up his confidence, Cameron Carter-Vickers Could fall into both categories But yeah, probably the sort of growing asset One would be more applicable to him So I take it it can only be a good thing for Celtic I know you might talk about
2: tiredness or injuries or whatever yeah. But generally speaking is it a good thing? I, I don't see any of them being ready For the game against Aberdeen Which will be Celtic's first one back After the World Cup break uh, So they will have to be treated With kid gloves for a while uh, But Celtic have a very good Very uh, lengthy squad of players I think in the case of Dai Zen, He has really surprised me over there he, Unbelievable energy that he possesses I think people will be looking at him uh, With fresh eyes and saying Who's this guy? Uh, so yeah th- They will come back All the better for the experience All the better for having Done well at a World Cup Not let themselves mm. down at all the Aberdeen game though You can rule out Four players straight so. away I
1: yeah. am well, Just looking at the schedule though Right Netherlands USA is tomorrow mm-hmm. Should the USA's World Cup end there That's two weeks Before yeah. Celtic play So even if Cameron Carter Vickers Gets a week of that off Which would be a lot On a week's training He would be fine for that Two weeks well
3: you'd know better if they, get to the, if
1: they get to the final You'll be struggling yeah, you really be after they, that
3: but Listen the longer they go on In the tournament the, the likelihood they'll play that game Against Aberdeen They would be struggling But as as Gordon says here I think if, if they were to go out um, Very soon There would be enough period of time To give them 5-6 days off And then prepare them for the game Because he's ultimately been over there training He's not, Listen the players aren't used to a break At this time of the season anyways um, I know it's, it's, it's very intense over there It's the World Cup But For me it's a positive for for Celtic For all these players being over there At the end of the day whether they're willing to sell them or not Their values go up, they're they're now World Cup players Um, They're international players And that means their value goes up So it doesn't matter if you're wanting to sell them At this moment in time or not It's always good to have on your CV The experience, the exposure Um, So it's all a positive for me
1: And of course Monday is actually Maeda Against Juranovic It's Japan against Croatia So one of them will definitely be uh, heading home but Is there more to it than that Cami, We're talking about assets But ultimately Can it just make you better Can it just make you better For Celtic Can it boost your confidence Can it improve you
3: Having tested yourself Against different types of opponent 100% um, They're they they're playing against The best in the world They're playing against The best players That they're, they're improving themselves Because they're playing With better players sometimes um, So For me that They're going to get better That I think they'll come back Better players for play. being at the, the World Cup I don't think they'll come back tired They'll come back with loads of energy, experience Tiredness for me doesn't seem to For Celtic especially Doesn't seem to creep into it, it like, Again, whether it's the way that Ange trains them and, and they're very intense all the time I've never really seen a Celtic player Say they're tired or look tired um, mm. he, he manages them really yeah. well He uses his squad really well So I don't think that yeah. tiredness will play a part yeah. at all We heard some stuff I suppose on that
1: Towards the end of of last season Who's looked the best then Is it Brazil for you So far Although that, this is the point I'm making about Teams failure to get Nine points out of nine This They might They might not impress you here For the next 80 minutes or so
3: uh, They've rested a few players As well mm. They've got they've, they've got some squad Though again Brazil have been up there France I, I think Are a, a decent outfit Spain I liked them in some games I think they, they I, I don't think Spain Will go all the way But Brazil and France For me are the ones that I've impressed, listen, I loved watching Japan I think the, the energy that they play with, the enthusiasm, they're technically really, really good as well they're they're a, they're a very, very good side um, so, listen, they could be a little bit of shock I can't see them winning it, but they could go further than people think. There was a time last night when Spain and Germany were both heading uh, out
1: it ended up just being Germany who's winning it for you, Hugh, based on what you've seen at the group stages?
2: Uh, I thought Spain might be a surprise package, but after a brilliant start They've yeah. gone on the wane uh, I, I still think Brazil Is everyone getting behind Australia Because of the numerous links to
3: Scotland, Scottish clubs Well, I mean, Is that the obvious
2: choice? Argentina versus Jason Cummings Come on Amazing
3: Listen, it's great watching Australia. There's a sort of infectiousness about them that they want you want them to do well, just the way they are. Obviously, you see Martin Boyle, and I've played with Boyle, and mm-hmm. he's a great character, and I can see why they've wanted to keep him over there. But he's involved in every sort of huddle after the game, and he he's a good person to have about the place to to create that energy and enthusiasm. So it's it's good, and obviously. Harry Souter, as we've just went through the beat the pundit, made his debut for Dundee United in front of me, so Mm. a very, very good player. Funnily enough, we've been
1: speaking to one of his former coaches at Dundee United who I'm sure you'll know, Stevie Campbell uh, who could not be more proud of the defender having watched him progress and now see him putting in good performances on the World
7: Cup stage, Scotland born of course it is quite unbelievable you know when you when you look at it and i know you can never say i've been so lucky over my 20 years of coaching coach quite a you know a lot of high level players but you, you, you never know you can you can never say you would need a crystal ball um if i'm being completely honest but i think it was his mentality i think when you look at and i hate to keep mentioning john as well because of a family who've had you know a bit of only recently with their brother they've obviously had Horrendous injury problems, but the two of them, the mentality that they've got and the love for football and the attitude that they've, they've got, you know, they're always going to bounce back. And, and you know, it, it, it's quite incredible to say that, that, that Harry's probably not 100% fit yet. You know, he's just coming back to almost a year out, and to go and play at the highest level, oh my God. And let's be honest, the stage he's on now... Um. I think there'll be clubs after that absolutely clamouring for his signature and no wonder because in each game he showed all the qualities defensively and we've seen that amazing, you know, the pass, the, the range of passing, the composure that he's got. Um and it, he's just grew and grew in terms of decision making and things like that. He just he just he looks like he's a thirty year old set half and and, 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 and no you know, just just in his twenties, you know. So it's 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 incredible. It's incredible to see him uh, at, at the top stage. And as I say, um, a, a sense of pride for myself. And I'm sure the was in that of this world as well. And it's and it's absolutely great for everybody in Brecon to to see. What can be done with that dedication? You know that that Harry and obviously John have got. It's a, they're just the best role models that that, that you could get. You know, they really are.
1: Is there a possibility that, in maybe by the end of this World Cup, or maybe in the the near future, that we start a Ah
2: Harry Suter's the one that got away type discussion? Well, we'll have that all the time. First time I've ever heard breaking and the World Cup mentioned in the same <laughs> sentence. Uh, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, he has it, like he's, he's playing at Stoke, but he's he's had bad injury problems.
3: Could he be the one that got away? Absolutely, I, I think he probably was the before this tournament. I I, I always kind of thought he would be one of these guys that would regret not getting um, a cap because he, he had the potential. For me, I, I'd seen him first and foremost, but I knew going down south, he's he has struggled a little bit, but due to injuries and stuff, but. He's got all the attributes He's an absolute giant In a centre half But he can pass as well He's got that range of passing and, and for me It's probably one of the positions In the Scotland team That we really do struggle Is a centre half So Yeah I think he could be one Definitely in the future that We're probably already seeing that After this World Cup The one that got away for us ah,
1: But they'll be saying that About Lyndon Dykes I'm sure 01419511025 Good time to call We'll get you on next
3: Taking
0: your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: We're going to speak to Andy on the phone lines in just a second Let's get your full time teaser as well It's Cameroon 0 Brazil nil, uh, But Switzerland have taken a 1-0 lead against Serbia So as it stands Brazil would go through as group leaders In Group G, group winners Switzerland would be second And that would conclude The picture for the knockout rounds So whilst we get Andy lined up Let me give you tonight's full time teaser Slightly related to the World Cup Can you name 8 Welshmen Who've played in the Scottish Premiership This season Oh Ryan Edwards It is very tough No He's a scouser isn't he I think Roughly some That neck of the woods
2: Dylan Levitt Welsh
1: He is he was in the squad He's away to the World Cup well done
3: um,
1: Eight Welshmen have played in the Premiership this season in Scotland Dylan Levitt
3: <sighs> Tough question A
1: mm-hmm. few really tricky ones there But I think there are a couple more you can progress with Especially once you start working your way around your former clubs, Cammy Because you played for nearly all of uh, them So
3: Five, I think Five in the Premier League Is it five maybe? in the yeah. Premiership? If Partick were to get promoted it would be six Obviously if, as long as Comanac or we also we got down there Dundee United Don't drop out
1: Right here's your task for Tomorrow <clears> listeners Is there anyone else out there That's played for more than five Of the current Premiership teams Anyone you can think of That's
3: a good point So my f- my five are Rangers Comarnock St Johnston Dundee United Hibbs And Hibbs The five I had to look I think you'd
1: be <laughs> struggling to push that I know you've got Fraser Wishart On the show you will have done what Rangers Motherwell Hearts St Mirren Yep I don't think he's got as many as you. Our old pal, of the show Kenny Miller, he tends to get about, doesn't he? Celtic Rangers, Livy. Oh, did he play for Livy? Do player manager, I think he was. Livy Hibbs mm.
3: I think that'll be up with Kenny.
1: Is it? A, maybe it's got to be another goalie, Craig Sampson. He'll have been. I don't a know. Few. It's a
3: good question. No?
1: Anyway, right, we're getting this. <laughs> oh, he's done seven. Craig Samson's has he done you? He's absolutely oh. done you, or has he? oh no he didn't play for Aberdeen or Hibs but he signed
3: no listen it's games his no games,
1: games yep. right. okay anyway how, how did we just get two quizzes up and running Sorry at once sir. I'll leave that one for tomorrow um, Dylan Levitt is Welsh anymore in the Scottish Premiership
3: no thinking time
1: mm, okay I'll we'll give you some more thinking time see what you can come up with there are a few high profile ones I promise uh, let's bring in Andy who is on the line what about this World Cup Andy who's looked the best off the group stages
8: well, I was just saying uh, I'm not too sure Because some teams are playing really well And in the next game they're dropping points You know, I mean obviously Brazil France and oh, I'm not too keen okay to see this name by England But I still think it's so hard To, to call this World Cup this year Oh, tell me about
1: the emotional turmoil Cammy, of having England In the Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard sweep the, the the chance to be victorious over Keevans as he hates getting called And DL and Wilson and Bartley and the rest of them And then realising that England have won the World Cup As a passionate Scottish football fan That's an emotional argument I've been having with myself And I don't think it's worth it no. Have they got a case
3: to have looked the best? Um, I, I don't think they've looked a bit I don't think they'll be strong enough Um, I think when they come up against a real tough opposition I think France could be the first one to meet Senegal will be a test Um, they're a physical team but um, I, I think they'll get by that one but then when they come up against a, a French team I don't think England have got enough defensively they've not been asked the question yet Um, really um, attacking wise they've got a number of flair player players they can play with but I just think if a team gets at them Mbappe gets at that defence I think there's goals that England will lose So see, I don't think they're strong enough
2: I'm the only one on the Super Scoreboard team Who can tell you what it was like To be, the, not at the game But to be in this city on the day that England won the World Cup in 1966 And? I went to see Elvis in the movies
1: Great <laughs> <laughs> night like The social media now though Would you make it so much more oh. difficult? Uh Anyway, what about your own club team Andy As a Rangers fan It's been quite the week Just kind of thinking Ahead to what Lies in wait for Michael Beal and, and I think there's a lot of confidence A lot of optimism Seems to have Crept in after a really negative few weeks How do you feel?
8: I, I think the first thing Michael Beal's Got to do is get the Get the confidence back first Because I think The Champions League's really not the stuff And the, the R.A. The players really did I know we weren't playing that good in the league But the Champions League really kill us and I think if he gets him back the way he wants if he play and get sorry I mean look at any I mean everybody's seeing they got a big big squad but if you look at some of the players out like Alander Ghost and Hadji, Lawrence Roof you know what I mean? So I really think we're we'll still having a wee shout. I'm not getting up and if we can get I heard the boys talking about it, if we can get Kent, Alfredo and Cabana if we can get them back on track again, which I think he could do, we're we'll still in a shout. Of, of the league you mean You still think there's a chance Yeah oh i', I not no, no I'm getting on the league This time of year No chance
2: I think the confidence comes From the fact That Michael Beale's Back in the building I think those who worked with him In the season that Rangers won the league Are looking forward to Working with him again And there'll be an entirely new dynamic About Rangers I think From the start of this season The dynamic was all wrong I mean, Giovanni Berretti may be the nicest man in the world, but it wasn't happening. The the the, the daft points that were dropped, the look of disinterest and some players' faces, it, and it culminated in the manager having to go after fifteen games because the club thought it's going to continue in this vein, and Celtic will win the league in a canter. But I think it will be a different Rangers that come back. After this World Cup break They are there now with Michael Beale, And to address Andy's point Arithmetically You have 23 games to play 69 points To be played for Why would you say the league was won At this stage? Because you felt that overturning a 9 point gap Would be very difficult It's not not that much of a reach is it? Um, Well let me answer that With a, a hypothetical scenario for you Rangers wipe the floor with Hibbs uh, As they will
1: Oh I know how this is going to work You're now going to tell me That Rangers pick up 10 points more than Celtic no, 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 And therefore no, no, they no, win but the league
2: I mean, I mean you, you must allow me To answer your question You're, you're saying Well nine, point of a, nine points of a start Rangers beat Hibbs Celtic don't beat yeah, Aberdeen I get, I, no, I get that But that People are 3-0 firm
1: games still to be played And By the way I'm not even disagreeing But you're acting As a stand Why people would be Confident That it's going to be A a really tough ass Celtic dropping Nine points Rangers getting Nine points more Would be tough
2: I'm not disputing Anyone who Might think Well it's as good As done All I'm saying is uh, The the one important Word here Arithmetically Mm. It's not done Yeah I
1: I mean I get that But arithmetically It won't be done Until Yeah Goodness knows when April May time, Cammy. That doesn't mean a lot of people won't have their own strong feelings on the destination of the title.
3: I've said it before. Celtic are in the driving seat. Absolutely, um, they're in the position that Rangers would want to be, nine points ahead. Um, but Rangers fans and and the club will not give this up. Uh, there is obviously old firm games which are going to be really really important for Rangers now, more important obviously than it is for Celtic. Celtic can probably afford to draw them games. Um, But for Rangers They need to go and win the games And and they need to win all the rest of the games It's going to be really really hard But listen it can be done Because it's always hard being in front as well I think that's a real test of character That you're 9 points ahead You don't get lackadaisical We've seen it but obviously Celtic can be beaten um, By clubs out with the old firms So we know that can yeah. happen Every game in the Premier League is difficult if It you doesn't approach happen you right. too often does no, it? No it doesn't Based it doesn't. on recent history But but again if you don't approach the games right And that's what Andrew will be dr- drilling into his players If you don't approach these games in the correct manner Then we can drop points But Rangers need to get back to good performances get, Start getting results and I'm pretty sure Michael Beale will be in there telling the players they're playing for the future. All them players there. It's a new manager. They need to perform, or they'll be moved on. What's the bare minimum that would
1: keep you happy this season, Andy? If you can't well, get, if you can't get that nine-point gap overturned,
8: we'll definitely close it. Close the gap to you know whatever we'll we can close it. But definitely won the Scottish Cup. Uh, definitely we need to We need time. on a cup this season, uh, or maybe two. But I would take the Scottish Cup, and if we don't win the league. But at least Maybe loser league Be two or three points I, I would be I And mean, we can see the team Playing obviously a lot better Than so when they have been playing I'd be happy with that I mean if
1: you are nine points back you does Do you think most Rangers fans Would settle for at least Being competitive You know there's no There's no disgrace In being unable To overturn the nine point no, I, Deficit from What will it be Late December By the time we kick off
2: I think they will come back An entirely mm. Different proposition uh, Celtic have been terrific in the first 15 games Only one defeat at St Mirren But I think Rangers will come back Completely transformed under Michael Beale, Uh And they have to translate that into league points But All the while th- hoping th- that yeah, your of rivals course. drop something But there'll be no more uh, defeats at Perth There'll be no more draws in Paisley uh, and, uh, Are you sure? I, I do not think That that will be the case Under Michael hmm. Beal I mean Traditionally of course You might Struggle at Aberdeen away You might struggle Hearts away uh, Certainly at Celtic Park uh, But I don't think there'll be any Of the carelessness That uh, Marks hmm. at the first 15 games Of the season Suppose the problem When you're 9 points
1: behind If we are actually talking about A title race Cammy is Forget Forget carelessness. Forget doing it habitually. You probably can't even afford to have a freak of nature and do it once. You no. know, like because th- that can happen at any level of, of football. As if we're talking about Celtic being dominant, you know, they lost at Saint Mirren. These things can can happen. Rangers probably can't afford any of those. Then
3: no, they can't. They, they've had their ones for this season. They need to hit the ground running. I think the the first weekend, not just for points, the first weekend will tell a lot. Um, how Rangers come back and approach that Hibs game, Hibs are a, a, a team that should be up higher up in the league than they are, they've underperformed so they, they're a team that are under pressure, a manager that's probably under pressure as well so they'll be coming uh, to Ibrox to try and get some points but as you said, he expects a different Rangers team to go and perform. So if Rangers can go and put a really good performance and get the three points, it then puts the pressure on Celtic to go up to Aberdeen and get three points there. So the first game for me, I'll tell a little bit of story. See if Rangers come back and they're laboured and they, and they don't put a good performance in at Ibrox against Hibbs, then for me, there, there's absolutely no chance.
1: Uh, thank you, Andy. 01419511025. Uh, I'll tell you what, the... Switzerland-Serbia game's a cracker Switzerland oh. I think were one up weren't they Serbia have scored twice quickly And gone 2-1 in front uh, In that one Brazil still goalless against Cameroon
2: Give me the precise wording of the teaser again
1: Yes Eight Welshmen who've played in the Scottish top flight this season
2: I didn't even think they were eight. Oh yes That's
1: Dylan <coughs> Levitt is the yep. one that you've got you even mi- Andy mentioned one of them In passing
3: <laughs> Oh wow
1: Why might that have been What was Andy talking about Oh Robbie Matondo Right And He mentioned another one then um, What was Andy doing When he was Why Why was he running through Players What team did he support Rangers Right um, Davis No No <sighs> No. Oh, silence is never good, right? I'll give you some thinking time, and we'll uh, get back to that. Oh, I've got a feel for the poor Cameroon physio there, right? He's going to be all—he's going to be all over the internet, all over social media in a matter of minutes with one of the worst cases of what they call builder's bum I've ever seen. <laughs> you, Kevins. Amazing. the poor guy's on doing his job. He's leaning down, dishing out some treatment. My goodness. His breeks, as you would say, oh. are uh, way down his legs. That's not great. That is not great at all. Uh, still goalless in that one. Cameron uh, nil, Brazil nil. Uh, still nothing, no, on the old list of Rangers players that Andy might have been running through. Why would you run through a list of Rangers players that are bound together by a common cause at the moment? Because they are maybe not playing, because they are. <sighs> Tom Lawrence yes. yes Oh my goodness Tom Lawrence Right we'll get the rest No I tell a lie We will try and get the rest And we'll look ahead to some of the weekend's football next
0: Number 1 for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: Into the home straight then with Hugh Keevans And Cammy Bell We're asking them the full time teaser tonight Sent in uh, by Jimmy in Ayrshire Thank you to Jimmy Full time at Clyde1.com By the way That's the email address You need to send it to Can you name eight Welshmen Who've played in the Scottish Premiership This season Nathan Has sent me I think Nathan sent me nine Now the reason being Nathan's just really clever One of them is in the Premiership But I don't think he's played I don't think he's made an appearance right. That's why we're only looking for eight
3: Yes I've got a trio from Kilmarnock
1: Oh so you've eventually Yes to it's, Get tucked into your old clubs yep. Okay
3: um, Christian Doidge Uh-huh um, We've got Joe Wright Centre half Yep And his partner Ash Taylor Well done So that means We're only It's two. only two to go Okay well, That's
1: not bad at all uh, Nathan's done very well On that tweet And it is One last reminder Full time At Clyde1.com If you want to email the questions And test the pundits knowledge With your question That's the one to do Do you know Interestingly though Without turning this into A complete quizzing segment Um <laughs> We've been getting phone calls And messages About other players That we think are Beating your record Or threatening oh, your, your record I
3: know there will be people That beat him. It's just interesting In who? Well Tony Watts
1: Played for five oh. St. Johnson Hearts Celtic Dundee United Motherwell Yep So you're level with him uh, We're now going back a bit Scott Wright Not that Scott Wright A tweeter called Scott Wright <laughs> Sent me a message Remember Jim Hamilton Yes Harts, Aberdeen, Dundee United, Ross County, Livy, Motherwell and St wow. Ned Wow Unbelievable 7 Of the, the current a, that's 12 That's a good, good ah, that's Some sum. shift that That is some going uh, Got a few miles in there as well I'll tell you what Unsuspecting One of the games of the tournament so far Is Serbia, Switzerland 45 minutes on the clock It's Serbia 2, Switzerland 2 It is a magnificent game of football and that group is changing time and time again. I can't even remember now what that uh, what that does to it. Serbia. We're going through if they had stayed in front. Uh, and in fact, the live table that I'm looking at hasn't even caught up yet with that Serbia goal. So um, watch this space and I can bring you up to speed on that. Well, I suppose it would move Switzerland up to four. Yeah, so they would go back into the, the driving seat, wouldn't it, to... Uh, to go through in second place behind Brazil Still goalless there Looking forward Hugh to another venture Another foray into the championship tomorrow for us In yeah. our featured
2: games Yeah all very exciting there uh, Air United uh, They're at home advantage against Ray Morton who have been just terrific under Doogie Emery there Broath uh, which will be a difficult one for them um, I'm looking at Partick Thistle away Cove Again that would be difficult uh, but I think Queen's Park Ought to have far too much For mm-hmm. Hamilton Acquis in their game Cam I know you watch a lot of Championship football What's jumping out for you tomorrow?
3: Yeah Queen's Park Are flying at the moment And, and such a good club The the way they've kind of Developed their club And moved it forward Train, New training ground uh, Leanne Dempster in there so and, and obviously Owen Coyle as manager So it's great to see them doing well Again Morton and Duggy Emery Have been absolutely brilliant And he's done such a good job there Limited resources, but gets the best out of the players that are there, and and he's made a few good signings. So I think Morton will be up there at the end of the season. Doogie's got such a good work rate, Um, Mm -hmm. and that's what he was like as a player, and he's installed that in his team. So um, Big Effie Ambrose was a good sign as well. So I think they'll be up there this season. I'm
2: looking at Clyde versus FC Edinburgh in uh, League One. Uh, Good luck to Jim Duffy tomorrow, but after all the excitement last week of FC Edinburgh losing to (laughs) To Drumchapel. And the, the, everyone coming on here and saying Look, let's be honest We want to play Celtic or Rangers oh, no. At Celtic, Park or Ibrox And what did they get? Elgin <laughs> away
1: <sighs> the, the luck of the draw um, We're talking about Partick Thistle Hugh, a couple of weeks ago We had so much negativity in the phones That long losing run mm. Leaking goals for fun They've steadied the ship Two nil wins One in the, the league, one in the cup I wonder if going to Cove As logistically challenging as it can be Is it maybe what the full club needs You know, games at Fir at the moment Are bringing about protests and banners And all sorts of other distractions Which didn't stop them winning last week by the way But um, just a
2: difficult situation then for everyone Always difficult against that kind of backdrop At the club Uh, I read a long piece about the the dispute Um, It it doesn't seem to me something that will be ended overnight It's got a long way to run uh, But In a purely footballing sense Cove away will present Difficulties Uh, Ian McCall has to keep the the winning run Going because there's nothing worse Than an internal dispute Running concurrently With a team not doing well in the park
3: Yeah again uh, They're a huge club paddock fissling At the start of the season They had a, a fantastic start and then They went off the boil and Um, Everyone was kind of asking questions Ian McCauley's brought it back But as Hugh says It's maybe better that they're away from From uh, their home ground at the moment Because of all the The noises that are coming from up the stairs And the disputes that are going on But Yeah there's a couple of Again Inverness Dundee That's a cracking game It's two teams that are kind of pushing for Promotion But It's just an amazing league It's so so tight And um, I'm sure that all the teams will be there's normally five or six of them there Towards the end of the season then, And if this season I think it'll be the closest That it'll ever have been
1: Yeah it's looking very tight at the moment um, I was quite interested in The fact that this has been brought in quite quickly You know we spoke about this earlier in the week Briefly um, But as of today really All of those teams The teams in League 1 and League 2 as well uh, Although they won't be full time So it, it maybe won't have impacted them But the full time teams Who trained today Are now under strict guidelines From the Scottish FA That they shouldn't have been heading the ball in training today Cammy. That's the new guidelines Shouldn't do it the day before Or after a game Obviously all about player safety That research from Glasgow Uni uh, Professional footballers Three and a half times More likely to die of brain disease And it's been brought in How disruptive would that be To a training schedule Based on your experience
3: um, I, again I would say Probably uh, No disrespect But the further The further you drop down the leagues And the further I drop down the leagues I noticed that you would do Sort of set pieces and stuff But you would actually be Physically challenging set pieces On a Friday um, Probably the higher level you played You'd just walk through them You wouldn't even put the cross in You'd just be in positions um, So It probably will I inf- uh, uh, Impact a number, of, a number of teams in the way they're going to have to train But listen, this is for the safety of the players And, and it's been studied for so long So we need to use the research that we've gained um, And it's for people's safety and health And whether that means just changing your normal week And you do your set pieces on a Friday Then so be it That's what we need to do uh,
2: uh, We are not medical people um, But anything that they do To try and minimise danger Is to be applauded However 38 league games To be played In the premiership And Two cups And European matches um, And You will not Take heading Out of football I think people have Come to the Mm. agreement That that's not Going to happen Um, So 38 games Over 40 games If you take the cup Competitions I think There has to be More stringent Testing Mm. Of players On a, a More regular basis To see If anything's wrong
1: yeah, I guess it's just about minimising the impact just now, isn't it? And uh I wonder how those teams coped with it today if they were uh if they were training, certainly that would be one of the, the challenges. But as Cammy says perhaps a small price to pay then uh for what could be player safety going forward. It's half time in those World Cup games, if you're interested. Brazil and Cameroon is goalless, no such problems. Switzerland, Serbia, it is two-all in that game. So as things stand, Brazil would top the group on seven points, Switzerland would be second on four. Cameroon and Serbia would drop out, but I think there's a few more twists and turns to come, if those first halves are anything to go by. Um, and of course, then that would complete the picture for the knockout stages, which begin tomorrow. And I'm sure, from a, a Scotland perspective, yes, we're we're like the uh, the poor kids that have not been invited to the party, looking in from the outside. <laughs> but if you if you want to try and Put a kilt on it as they say Well Celtic you'll have have interest in the USA game Will Cameron Carter-Vickers start uh, up against the Netherlands and Australia How many? Take your pick Will it be Kai Rolls of Hearts? Will he be having to shackle Lionel Messi? that would be quite a challenge I'm sure That's Argentina against Australia uh, tomorrow as well So lots to look forward to We are looking forward to the leagues down uh, the divisions as well And then of course you I think by... By next week, are we really starting to look towards the return of the Premiership? It is it's under two weeks away already.
2: Yeah, Um are going the to have against Hibbs. another week of headlines involving Michael Beale and Ange Postecoglou. Now that he's back in town, uh, and Michael Beale is uh, at uh anticipation will grow, speculation will grow, stories will come out about. The difference in dynamic Involving Rangers And uh, Kobayashi is in it uh, Lennox Town And he's getting Accustomed to The Celtic way of playing football As the days go by It's getting like Christmas now Only Only 13 more sleeps
1: Right come on then We're going to try and round off this teaser I think it'll be tough Eight Welshmen that have played In the Scottish Premiership This season You're actually doing quite well Because you've got Ash Taylor Dylan Levitt Joe Wright Christian Dodge. Rabi Matondo and Tom Lawrence Two to get Both tough I think you maybe could get one of them
2: <laughs> What part of the country?
1: Aberdeen he plays for
0: um. He
1: used to play for Inverness Had some spells down south in between a sort of forward thinking attacking type Winger come striker can't do much
2: more for you. Apart from these initials.
1: Yeah. Nope. Yep. MW. Oh, come on. What do you want to star sign? Shoe Williams, size. Williams. <laughs> no. No. You just think because he's Welsh. Yeah. No. Marley Watkins. Ah. Oh. Oh, Watkins. And the last one, let's not waste our time. Morgan Boys of Livy. Sent no. off Ibrooks, was that? Yeah. That was him sent off yep. Ibrooks, wasn't it, earlier this season? There we go. Thank you. Hugh Keevans and Cammie Bell but thank you for listening thanks for all those calls all the tweets they are much appreciated and we will be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock Hugh will be in the studio with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson the top team will be round the grounds as well so make sure you join us and up next it's GBX